testing. One, two, three. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. One, two, three. Okay, we're ready to go. Okay, so yesterday I talked to you about um, the fact that Celeste Salome had more information than anybody out there in reference to the Super Soldier program and some of the uh, unscrupulous ways they have to um, get their people get the soldiers to do the super soldier way. Now, I went and I also told you that her site was completely gone. And I also told you I was able to find two that weren't. So, um, hold on a second. This darn thing. Oh, I'm really clumsy today. Hold on. I have to back this up because it's not very happy. So anyway, so I went and I had to go ahead and see if I could find the two interviews that he had done with her so I could get more information because it was all gone. So I found one and it was with Dave Hodges and he actually did this yesterday. Hey everybody, thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. This is Dave Hodges and you're listening to the Common Sense Show and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Our flagship station is KYAH. We have a terrific show for you, uh, a frightening show. This is not for the faint of heart, and I would encourage you to get your children, you know, out of earshot, because uh, we just, Salam and I just had a five-minute conversation prior to connecting, and uh, what we're going to talk about makes me want to hide under the bed. And uh, if I'm feeling this way, don't expose your kids to this. Yeah. And be judicious about, I think, how you approach this with your family, because this is very upsetting. And, of course, you're going to have people that won't believe a word you say anyway, because they've got the cognitive dissonance blinders on. Anyway, we're going to get to Celeste in just a moment. I need to pay a couple of bills while we're still viable and up on the air, and I think that's a temporary proposition in today's world. We're brought to you by, I think, the best storable food company in the world. I'm proud to represent them, MPS. They have the best prices. They never raised their price one time. They never sold out to the government when the government wanted to take them over. They didn't do any of that, and they have remained loyal and faithful. Now they've instituted a 40% off, nearly 40% off sale with their four-week storable food program, and people are buying multiple sets of this because they recognize that food could be used as a weapon if the wrong people take over the government, which appears likely at this point. How do you get your 25-year shelf life and your discounted food? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And along those same lines, if you have food, you need water filtration, 
And on the fifth day of a societal breakdown, the Naval War College says waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death. We've got the best water filtration out there, the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. The research for this device is at waterwithdave.com. Check out and see what the research studies say. And this is real research. This isn't CDC propaganda like we're seeing with the virus. It's real research. Look at it and you'll say, wow, in this special, 40% off, got to have this too. So you have the food, preparewithdave.com. You get the water, waterwithdave.com. And now we have Celeste Salam with Dave. And I, I have to tell you, Celeste, first of all, I'm so appreciative of you being with us. Uh, and, and your name is at the top of everyone's reference list right now for information. Everyone, every time I have a conversation with someone in our business, whether it's Doug Hagman yesterday or whoever it might be, uh, they're mentioning your name because your information is a must listen. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to be giving us is so important. But welcome to the show. And uh, okay, I guess I could say proceed to scare us. Tell us about how prevalent the, the virus is. And, and how it's doing its damage, and, and just just break it down for us as best you can. Well, I think I'm going to start a week ago, and believe it or not, I I'm learning every day. Um, I you know my inbox is just being flooded. It's like they've opened the gates for the technology that is being deployed against us. And so what I, what I will be talking about, I think it's really important for all the listeners to realize that it came out last week that it is in the test kits. It does not matter if you get the nasal swab or the pinprick yes. or the blood test. When wall. you get any one of those, what wall. we are talking about will be injected into your body. So keep that in your mind when you are making your decisions, Very whether important. to get tested, and they're wanting everybody to get tested every 30 days. And this is will be bioaccumulative, mm -hmm. which means it will stay in your body and you will not be able to get it out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. What What is it? Interesting. Um, I'll just share this with you and what decision I've made. Um, um, I grew up having seasonal asthma. It didn't keep me from playing high school and college sports. But allergies can be my undoing. I'm medically treated, live a normal life. But when I was over in San Diego for our family reunion, I got sick like I hadn't been sick since I was a little kid. And I was taking the most powerful medicine that I'm able to keep with me. And my wife says, maybe we go to the doctor. And I says, maybe we don't. And she said, why? And I said, because they're going to diagnose me with COVID. Look at all the false positive tests out there. Mm -hmm. I said, do you want to be in quarantine for two weeks before we can even go back home? I said, I'll treat. We'll go home. I'll go to the doctor. And that's kind of the choice I'm making, Celeste. I'm not putting myself in the system, but I have a feeling mm -hmm. they're going to mandate it. Yes, they, they are. Um, you know, people are going to have some very tough decisions, you know, whether it's our own body or, you know, our children and our grandchildren. I mean, you know, do we, if they show up on our door, what are we gonna do? Um, we've got some tough decisions, but we need to know what it is. So the truth of the matter is that in all the documentation that I am getting now, and it is a flood uh, gate, I showed my patrons uh, just one journal of what I have been looking at to give them just a taste and a flavor of what I what I'm what we're all up against um, it is not a virus 
this is a it's a bio it's a hybrid by sin bio it's a synthetic um, so it's half biological half robotic and it is hollow inside and that means that it can carry a payload and it has a mission each one of these nanoparticles that enters your body so it is it very different than a virus uh, yes it has a living component because we are that at that That's place in technology that they can, are merging biology with robotics uh, like the synths and different so. other um, autonomous <laughs> things out there now are taking on biological qualities so inside in this hollow space there it can contain chemicals it can contain a bacteria a virus a fungus a parasite a curse a demon um, an explosive and what was really shocking to me i just did uh, a, a youtube weapons formed against you playing with eternal fire and i i was reading uh to i'm reading what it says and there's actually a picture of our blood vessels they are showing that we have like 300 nanoparticles these sin bios i'm gonna say that um not a virus but a sin bio that has a payload and it has a mission on every single one of our blood cells and what happens when they get in our body is they start assembling they grow they spread that is why i believe in my personal opinion and looking at the scientific peer journals now that i'm looking at that that it was a swarm of these nanoparticles that were assembling together that caused, that, the that caused what was perceived as pneumonia right. but it was not a pneumonia right. like a typical viral pneumonia now could it have could the payload have been a coronavirus yes it could it could have contained it but it has it has a capability of shape-shifting so, and it communicates with whoever is orchestrating this whole thing and so one day it can be coronavirus tomorrow it can be hiv another day it can be mers and that's why we see different strains and be prepared during wave two that there it will hit a lot harder um, because now they want deaths um, the first wave they wanted to ease everybody into their imprisonment their enslavement and they wanted disability and this was all metriced out you know and if you go into the world economic forum um, and some of the other documents uh, they knew well even back in the both um, let's see the document in the federal register on communicable disease that both of us covered uh, many years ago um, it, it was all metriced out you know what would be the damage to the economy what they would have to shut down uh, all this type of thing what wasn't apparent in that document back in 2016 in the federal register was that this was a sin bio this was a biological weapon um, 
that is entering our bodies and it doesn't it doesn't go out and it's carrying out different missions and that's pretty alarming it's alarming to me it's alarming to the people that have heard this message so far and and you're saying this communicates with the perpetrators of this so therefore they can manifest this uh, uh, combination robotic uh, bio virus to morph and do something different upon command is that what I'm hearing so basically it can manifest as a, a virus it can manifest as a bacteria a parasite um, a fungus and it can also blow up your immune system there is documentation about uh, the complement immune system being blown up in our bodies um, it can it can also carry explosive you can actually combust uh, spontaneous combust your body because you have enough of these in your body mm-hmm. that it could do that it can give you um, it can deploy a chemical uh, so that you have a toxin, a poison like ricin uh, or something akin to that. And they're not going to look at it because the average American, if you went to the emergency room and everybody's got these symptoms of a poisoning, they're not going to be looking at. Um, so when I went to the hospital in May, they did a talk screen, but they were looking for recreational drugs. They did not do a talk screen to look for poisoning um, until later on. And then they, then they were starting old. to look at po- different poisons that could have happened. Looking for recreational um, drugs. So this, I guess back to my question, of this is centrally controlled and is yes. going to continue to be artificially adjusted as the progression continues. Yes. Do you know, we're um, never going to get rid of it. I, I wrote a five-part series in July of last year, and I detailed um, a leaked transcript um, that came to me from Wee Fang, the defense minister, where he echoed what the two previous Chinese defense ministers had called for, which was a bio-attack upon the United States. And in fact, Wee Fang got very specific, unlike his predecessors. Uh, he said, race-specific bio-weapons made in combination with the Israeli government and to wipe out most of America to where America will be a shell of itself and invasion will be easy. Um, Are are you familiar with that end of things? No. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, Israeli. What can you tell us about that? Well, just that that there has been a China model and that they do, you know, they are a communist country and they want to be dominant there's this war between america and russia and china and um so we've lived in a fluent life and most americans just go about their business up until um january of this year and now we're a little bit more aware of what's going on on the world geopolitical uh, landscape but um, they're not going to have to do too much because this is this next wave is going to be devastating, and, and it will present as um, multiple variants of the same thing. So, the, what I discovered was that it it can target 
it is very precise. It's a precision target and it can target a particular cell in your body. It can target a particular organ. It can just target you as a person. It could take, it could be race specific or ethnic specific. Um, it could target people, let's say, that have a particular faith. Um, and they know these things because of all of the, you know, they've done many studies with uh, MRIs and stuff on different, you know, the parts of the brain that are activated when um, you are a spiritual person or if you're in prayer or, you know, if, if you have a really vibrant, you know, faith. Uh, so they can do that. So there's different ways they can take out, let's say, everybody in Los Angeles or the West Coast or... So it is, so what that's called in the government is it's scalable. Hello, Mr. Anderson. The NSA has noticed how much time you spend on conservative news sites. We have no choice but to consider you a domestic terrorist. Tired of your internet activity being monitored by Big Brother? Get VirtualShield.com, the world's easiest to use virtual private network. Browse the web anonymously, leaving pesky advertisers and spies in the dust. Get started today at VirtualShield.com. Take advantage of our free 30-day trial. VirtualShield.com. You have the right to remain private. It can go down to the nano size, so it can target ourselves, but it can kill the whole country if that's what they want to do. And then they have the infrastructure left to repopulate or colonize that country. Well, that's what, yeah, Weifang indicated that uh, I, I think he was calling for 300 million people to colonize the U.S. And they said the U.S. was the only legitimate target because it was the only country that had the resources they needed to maintain their civilization. Um, I made a note here, and, and as you were talking, and, and I'm a little confused. Um, we've got wave two coming that could be just horribly devastating and highly lethal. Why are they so concerned right now about maintaining lockdowns and wearing face masks if the inevitable is coming? It seems like they're wasting a lot of energy on something that won't matter much longer. It's a control mechanism. I mean, the reason that this was deployed at this point was to turn the, the whole world into global fascism. And, you know, with the UN as the, as the head and making the policy for the whole um, world. And so they disrupted the whole fabric of society. Everything came to a grinding halt. And then as we came back, there were certain control mechanisms put in place and business was not as usual. It, anybody with a brain can see that. And so this next time um, they gave us a little bit of freedom because people quite frankly were losing it mentally. They were stuck in their homes. Um, there, there wasn't the interaction that people normally have with each other. And especially at summertime, and so they gave, and it's also, it let the fuse off. There were, there were the riots. Um, they knew that those were going to happen. Back in 2006, the United Nations actually had a logo for the riots that we're seeing um, now. Or, well, it, they've kind of dwindled down 
as we approach the second wave. And um, I just think it's submission. What the, what they love to do is see Americans broken. They are trying to break us, and they are breaking us. Um, you know, third world countries have always had a, a struggle to live, to buy buy food, to get clothing, to have a house or a shelter or and water, clean water. Um, but they are getting great joy at seeing America go from very affluent, where most of us had the best of the best of everything, and now, you know, you're lucky if you can get a piece of meat, you know, um, at the store because of the rationing. And if you don't Meat's comply, not you anyway. you're not going to get uh, a piece of meat if, unless you comply with their rules. Food is definitely going to be used as a weapon. There's no question about that. Um, are we going to see? Um, I think the answer question's already been answered. Excuse me, but what I remember about China that's really different than us when they had their outbreak in Wuhan, people were dropping dead on the streets. Yeah. Was that an experiment there for what they're going to do here in this phase two? I do believe we're going to see that here, okay. and people were wondering, well, how come they were doing that? in China and they weren't, you know, people were not doing it here. And it's because they, it had a different manifestation in China than it was in the U.S. And if you go to nextstrain.org, you can see the different manifestations. And ours did not start in Washington State. It came from the heart of America. I believe it, it I mean, there were no That's state lines, but it looked strange. like the bioweapon facility um, in Kansas that is operated by Homeland Security. Then there was a different manifestation in Europe. And then there was another one in Iran. Yeah, the, 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 we've referred to them loosely as different strains. And, and I wondered in my mind, and I even raised the question, um, were these experiments to see what works the best? I mean, that, that's to where my mind went, because I said, what's happening in Italy is not what's happening here. And right. It's not what happened in Iran. It's not happening here. Mm-hmm. So I, I began to think, well, we've got to have, see different flavors of the same thing. And that's when I had the aha moment. This could be no accident. This is intelligent design. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 there, is there any personal defense people can take, or is it just mm-hmm. a fait accompli and, you know, your luck is your luck? You know, I. some people say borax, but I don't know that for a fact, and I don't think anybody knows that. I think spiritually, I believe in the Bible. Of course, I come from a biblical worldview, so I believe that no weapon formed against, against us will prosper. Um, that there are certain things for overcoming, like by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony of Jesus Christ in our life, and that we love not our life unto death, and that um, we are constantly being recreated in Jesus. So he is a, like a, acting right now like a big filter for us. And also the Bible is just jam-packed with protection and provision for this season for his people um, that call upon him and so I think that's good news Um, and we you know many people have contacted me and they kind of were scared because they already got tested and 
we don't really know how 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 much of these how many of these nano uh, quantum dots or hydrogel um, I, I, it's hard to put into words how much of it goes into our body and we're still human but where is that line where we are tipped between being a human and then just becoming part of the sin bio um, interface with the beast system that I don't know you know I don't think anybody knows that um, but God does and so um, I think we need to trust him on this and if you have taken a test don't freak out I would just I would not get tested again because it is bioaccumulative um, like let's say you act I'll give you a story so when my daughter was in about fifth grade I got her a chemistry set and I said never use the chemistry set unless I'm home because I wanted to make sure what they were doing you know and about I don't know three or four in the morning my youngest daughter says I feel really sick and she had gotten in the chemistry set and she said she had had ingested one of the chemicals mm-hmm. so here I am like early at before dawn calling poison control and all of this and it was a it was a good lesson for for her and actually for me now so if you accidentally took a poison um you wouldn't take it again that that wouldn't make any sense so you have to realize that this is a poison to your body and even if it's this even if it's just the test and you think it's a q-tip and it's it's fine they have dosed that q-tip with the hydrogel and or the quantum dot it's the same thing it does the same thing it eventually turns you into um, your own computer you become yoked as I as um, cyborg, a neuro Doctor Evil, as I call him, um, says with cyborg. AI. So we don't re- we don't really know, but so give yourself grace if you have been tested. But I would not get tested again, and I don't know. I know people are going to have tough decisions, like some jobs are requiring yeah. testing and vaccination and you're gonna have to really say no because at some point if you get enough of these on board you will become part of the hive so to speak you know it reminds me of an old science fiction movie um where spores came to earth and uh, inhabited alien spores inhabited people's bodies and took them over after a night's sleep um invasion of the body snatchers that was the name Mm -hmm. of the movie I remember Donald Sutherland. Yeah, was the, and this is what this reminds me of. Like, it's sneaky. It's not a flip the switch and it's over. It, it, it's a process over time. Is that mm-hmm. is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, this whole thing is being sold to us as a lie that it's a virus, and one minute, and that's why there's so much confusion because one day it does this, another day it does this, and so there's a lot of confusion about it, and it's because. It has, they're not telling the truth, they're basically downright lying, and that it has all these different components. So it can do, it can give you HIV, um, because HIV is one of the, the 
options in the hollow part of this nanoparticle. So, and it's interesting that a lot of the uh, vaccines and treatments that they're talking about are for, have been successfully used on HIV patients. That's interesting. I've also read too that certain asthma medication has proven effective in treatment too. Are you aware of any link with this? Um, I have heard that too, but I have a, there's only so many rabbit trails you can go down. No, I, I understand. But, uh, I, but okay. I have heard that, yes, I have seen it. Um, I guess where, where my mind goes with this now is I hear what you're saying, and what you're saying to me based on previous research and reading I've done, what your explanation makes a lot more sense to me than the nonsense coming out of Fauci's mouth. Uh, but why then are they so worried about lying to us? I, I, I'll give you an example. I, I have a friend whose uh, cousin was working in a medical lab, and they had someone test positive in California. And uh, they were all told to come down and get tested. And they went and they waited there several hours, and they said, to heck with this, and they left. And the next day, they all got phone calls, said they were COVID positive, lied through their rear ends. And we're seeing this kind of deception with fake numbers. Uh, I, I mean, we've got false positive tests 100% in 334 facilities in Florida on July 11th. And that's documented in writing from the Florida Health Department. Why are they going to such a, a length of deception to inflate the numbers if they're going to kill us anyway? I think I'm not a big student of evil, but I, I, I have a basic understanding that like some of these um, it's a people, let's just say that sacrifice children or women or even men and, and boys, um, they like them frightened. There is something about the blood of a frightened creature that is, um, they have a lust for that. So that's what they're doing is, it's a lot like World War II, where in the concentration camps, it was absurd. I mean, there were no rules. You couldn't just follow a set of rules and knew you know you would be okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that way, and it was a model for what we're seeing now. And they've only it's across the whole globe, mm-hmm. and so we've got they've got a whole large number of frightened people. Now, if you're going to execute people and you have a lust for whatever this the adrenaline in our blood because we're in a fearful state. For some reason, that is appetizing to them. I, I don't know why. And so basically, that's what they're doing. They're preparing us for slaughter, getting us like a scared animal. Um, we don't know what way to turn. Where's normal? We're very disoriented. Um, we don't know what's coming next. They're lying to us. You can't trust one politician, no. not one. No. And you can't trust the medical profession, no. really, because they are unaware of the agenda. No. So, I mean, you could go to your doctor, no, and are. he's not going to know about SynBio. Uh, um, the researchers, the do. scientists, they DARPA, those people know about it. But, you know, know, if you go to your family doctor, he's going to kind of look at you like, mm-hmm. what in the dickens are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so with my... YouTubes that I'm putting out now, I am starting to go through it in little
little steps and it's an education for all of us. And then I am putting the scientific peer journal so that people can either go through it themselves or check with um, a scientist or a researcher that they know and trust so that they see that this isn't just a fantasy. This isn't being made up. You're talking about thousands and thousands of articles right now coming out on this very topic. Um, I just perhaps had an aha moment, but sometimes those aha moments don't take you where you want, so I'm going to let you take this where you will. Um, when you listen to the analysis of, peop- of people that are excited by child sex trafficking, you repeatedly come back to what they call the adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. And before they, you kill a child, uh, after they've been ritualized sexually and then, and then they're executed in some kind of weird ritual that they do, I would imagine the fears there, the adrenaline's there. Is this what's meant by the adrenochrome of the child sex traffickers, participants, and they want to drink the blood of the children? And this is the lust that we're seeing here that you're talking about? Yes, and that's probably why they are going to be using the guillotine. Um, Then our organs are harvestable. If they need organs, they can drink the blood. Our bodies are not mangled, like if, you know, if there was a bomb or something like that. Um, So it's pretty disgusting, the whole thing. But... I did also do some research into the ICD-10 codes, which are, uh, so are you familiar with the ICD-10 ones? Very familiar with where you're going, but please go ahead. Okay, so basically there are legal interventions for execution, and one of those is getting stabbed by a sharp object, such as a needle, um, if you're gonna get a vaccination, that type of thing, Um, the guillotine, many other different things are in the ICD-10, but these are legal interventions. And if we remember back to the um, World War II and the Holocaust, Hitler did what he did and it was all perfectly legal. And so they set up these ICD-10 codes just a year ago and it's all perfectly legal to execute a person And in California, for instance, unfortunately, my mom's in the last stages of Alzheimer's in California, and it only takes two doctors and a person can be executed or euthanized in California. I didn't know it had gone that far. Yes. Yes. It is disgusting. That is, uh, oh, my goodness. This explains a whole realm of... uh, censorship that I've experienced before when I have talked about euthanasia because mm-hmm. I thought why are they reacting this strongly to it I'm talking about the censors of the social media um, where they have removed things I have put out there on this that's that's really interesting um, yeah we should mention too for someone who just joined us and they said well Celeste what's ICD-10 and that's the uh, medical protocols agreed upon internationally and it gives us coding numbers that we use for payment for insurance and things like this and creates a common diagnostic base among doctors and um, this is really disturbing because I, I know guillotines are in ICD-10 uh, is an acceptable form of execution 
And I'm thinking, why would something that's mostly geared towards medical treatment be worried about uh, civil justice and criminal justice with the use of, of guillotines? That, that's what really got my attention. So basically, they have been for the last several years. Well, let's take let's go back. After at about 2000, I started getting a lot of military documents on how to build a better guillotine. Uh, that the military was absolutely fascinated with the guillotine, and so then it switched. It's transitioned now to research and science, and the science. In those circles, they started, um, and I've done several articles on it that you can find at Shepherd's Heart About Life, uh, about them guillotining all these mice. And what was the purpose of that? Because they were doing a justification. They were studying the brain waves, how long they had pain, this kind of thing. And so there are two acceptable, humane forms of execution. And um, those are gassing, just like in World War II, and the guillotine. All the others, yes, they are a legal intervention, but they are not considered humane. So even the execution by stabbing with a needle that is going to have a vaccine, um, that is not considered humane. She just said but it gassing was. and the guillotine are considered humane. And to me, the guillotine is reprehensible. It's just, uh, it just but, okay, now let me take you to an area here that people are going to wonder about, and I know I get these questions too. Um, what about the perpetrators of this plot? What's to keep them safe from becoming the victims of their own design? So my take on that has changed through the years. You know, I couldn't understand... Um, for a long time. And then I heard a, a presentation that Anthony Patch made one time. And he was talking about CERN and the strangelets going to the core of the earth. And that if we get too many of those strangelets going to the core of the earth, that we were basically going to turn it into a neutron star. And so it was a, that's when I had my aha moment. And I realized that this evil is so evil. What they think they're going to do is upload themselves to a computer or synthetic form and go off planet and live happily ever after with no consequence, eternally uh, with no consequences. But it's not I'm sorry, under the scheme of, um, so they'll upload themselves under the scheme of singularity? Yes. And, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, talk about going full circle. I met a gentleman, Vance Davis, in 1993, former NSA, and uh, he actually was, when we met by <clears throat> kind of happenstance, and we were comparing notes of our backgrounds, um, he told me that this was the plan. He said they're going to meld mind and machine. He didn't have the word transhumanism mm -hmm. in his vocabulary in 1993, but he described this to a T. <clears throat> so this is something that's been planned for quite some time, because he mm -hmm. said it was part of his NSA training. Yes, it has. And my dad was aware. I mean, there were certain things that he would drop, but not too much because, of course, it was classified and I was just a child, you know, so. It's, yeah, you're, you're taking me back to childhood memories, too. You know, my dad was was a pretty high level in intelligence, and 
And I remember once we were driving in Denver by the old, what they called the Rocky Mountain Arsenal, which was a, a depot of accumulated bioweapons, chemical weapons. And uh, this was about a year or two before his death. And he said, you know, all the talk we've done about nuclear weapons and this and that and the other and war with China and so forth. He said, he said, look over there. He said, that's our undoing. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because that's how we're going to be taken out. And I said, who's we? And he said, well, certainly this country, if not the entire world, he thought it would be a bio attack. And that was in 1983 or 1984. Yes. So this has been with us for a long time. We'll look at all the predictive programming in books, in media. Um, certain individuals knew that this was going to transpire. Maybe the broad strokes, um, but not all the details that are starting to unfold. Like I said, this is now a daily thing um, that I'm just going to my inbox and it's just horror after horror after horror. Um, since March 13th, I have judged our sitting president to have been uh, politically neutered, uh, stripped of power to the nth degree, and turned into a whining machine. And I'm someone who spent a lot of energy trying to get this guy elected. And I supported him strongly in the first three years with some minor disagreements. Um, do you think there's been, by your judgment, an aha moment for the president where he realizes it's over, there's nothing I can do through my office to change this? Yes, and I believe it was before March 13th. I think when it when this came to our shores, it really was over, you know. Um, and we all have to face the reality of that. I know that's not easy. I mean, especially if you're a young person, you have children and, and things, but that is our reality. That is what we have to deal with. Yeah, our kids picked a heck of a time to be born. Um, when when you look at this, what what the president's acquiescence? Do you, do you see any uh, anything there from your insight that says fault. he knows what's coming? Fault. This is how he'll survive. This is his part in all this. Do you see any complicity from the Oval Office? I think he's going along with everything that is. He's going along with the plan. Um, I I don't know if he has cut a deal where he and his family will be saved. I'd, I'm not privy to that. I haven't run across. I don't usually do the political circles. I um, like I said, there's only so many hours in a day. and um, But I, I definitely know that he's, he changed like he was changed abruptly like a 90 degree turn um and it was pretty obvious yeah and i, I agree. Do, and i do believe that it one it has to do with the with the global governance but it also has to do with the witchcraft that is being um that america has bought into um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but so I did, covered the Australian wildfires and America sent over these planes, uh, jets, uh, that had were autonomous jets. They were Boeing jets and they had all sorts of 
very unique capabilities. And part of it, they were using witchcraft and they were using a program knowing, known as Geomancer and they were using spell books and casting spells. So the drones, the jets, the satellites are casting spells down upon our planet. So we're calling on the dark forces, some in this world and some interdimensional, um, and we're allowing them portals and entry into our world to wreak havoc. And they are. Um, we. It's just the tip of the iceberg right now, unfortunately. Yeah, it'll make BLM and um, Antifa riots seem like the good old days, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Um, with, I don't doubt this for a second, because I don't think it's an accident that it was designed for Hillary Clinton to become president, and everyone knows her background with regard to uh, Satan and witchcraft. So I, I, what you're saying there resonates with me, because I uncovered this in the 2016 campaign, and I delved into this in pretty great detail. And she gets down to the levels that you're describing right here. Uh, this, this is so consistent with who she was. Um, but she seems to be out of the picture. Okay, here's here's where I'd like to get some um, consistency in my mind. Um, we've talked in the past about um, they're going to come and get us and put us in the camps and gas us or behead us. And you've echoed that here again. But now we're looking at this um, um, designer weapon that can make us all drop dead in the streets. Yes. Uh, do, do you have any kind of uh, uh, scenario to follow, any kind of progression that we can look for where these things will blend together and in what order? So... It's interesting because, you know, sometimes you're like the lone voice out there. Uh-huh. And so for many, 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 many years, the, people ask me, what about the FEMA camps? What about the FEMA camps? And I would say, well, the plan really wasn't for the large amount of population to go to the FEMA camps. What I was told is that there would be a vector, and this is called a vector, and it it would just kill people and they would just drop over and they would leave the bodies there to contaminate other people and so there wouldn't be much need for a large amount of people going to FEMA camps that's what I was told years ago decades ago so now I see it coming to pass and people just kept wanting to bring up the FEMA camps and I kept saying you know it just I know what I was told, and you know sometimes you're, there's misinformation and disinformation, but it was pretty credible. You know this was a work, and it was pretty credible. So, and we were exercising for that scenario of people just dropping over like what we saw in China, like 20 years ago. So I believe that that there will be some people that go to camps, um, and they. Of course, they'll go to their probably their Costco or their Walmart and get processed. They're called, um, oh, what is it now? Uh, I can't, can't think of the name of it. They've, they've got a pretty name for it now. And um, you'll be processed, you'll go, and they'll, I mean, there might be a few people that are needed for the elite 
for some reason, um, maybe sex, sa- uh, sacrifice, whatever. Um, but the ma- large majority are just going to be um, executed. Executed through bio means. But well, it, yeah. well, the the bio is going to hit before, so those people are already out of the picture. The people that make it to the camps that haven't, you know, haven't died, um, then they would be beheaded or gassed or whatever. So the camps are for the bio survivors instead of it necessarily being a preemptive move to take out leadership. Yes. That's a, that's a really different approach. It's something that I've not been, ex- been exposed to before. Um, uh, so they're going to let the bodies pile up like cordwood? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yes, and then they will be effective vectors to infect other people that may be resistant to, for whatever reason. I had they, a, they have a constitution. I had a colleague associate uh, named Sherry, and she's now taking her website down. Uh, it's special permission only to get this called Sherry Questioning All. And she went one summer, and I want to say it was like 2011, 2012, in that time frame, and she went searching for FEMA camps. And, and she uh, did not find any FEMA camps, per se, fitting her definition, but she did, on a lonely country road outside Atlanta, uh, find tens, if not hundreds of thousands, coffins. of what we call FEMA coffins. Black and FEMA she took coffins. a picture with them, and she sent them to me, and we did interviews and shows on this. Um, it, 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 are these stockpile crates? For the dead bodies eventually for what's coming do you know anything about this oh yeah it, it's been as a matter of fact that is hold on i just have to get it's under esf8 emergency support function and that's a public health medical and mortuary services and it's also um carcass management basically yeah, I wrote about ESF-8 in 2014, September of 2014 to be exact. I know exactly what you're talking about. And when they talked about these camps, mm-hmm. this is where the first time I ever saw the phrase FEMA Medical Martial Law Camp. Mm-hmm. And and they had all these um, organizations listed that would participate, but not so one of them had a medical application security. to it. It was all administrative or intelligence <laughs> or had a military That's Really, really upset. I mean, I'll give you an example. They, they talked about who would comprise these camps, and they'd have, like, DHS and the State Department and the FBI, but they, they, they had the Red Cross, but the Red Cross doesn't treat. It simply, you know, supplies. But they didn't have, like, doctors without borders, no CDC, no NIH. That was not in these documents. Do, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. And, the, that, in fact, I, I made the comment in an article I wrote. I said it's not... What they're telling me that's upsetting me, it's what they're leaving out. Why these agencies that are supposed to be protecting public health are not part of this, so therefore we can't trust anything. And if I remember right, too, that was the ESF that had um, how they'd go about uh, transporting people to the camps, how they'd use third-party entities to transport people. So it's not tied to the government. Well. So, but the, they coordinate, like, so ESF-1, which is transportation, could, you know, they would work together. They would. Let's see. 
you know, work oh, hand in hand. So there are different ESFs for different things. I think emergency management would be in there and mass uh, care, which is ESF six would be involved. Excuse me. Hmm. And so there would be other yeah, let's go back to the reasons for the deceit today, though. The greatly okay. inflated numbers, and there's no question, they're greatly inflated. Uh, I'll give you an example. When, when, when Newsom wanted to shut down a good portion of San Diego County, I was in contact with some people in the county in San Diego, and they were really upset because next county over, Imperial County, which had a large influx of Mexican immigrants who were COVID positive, they were sending them to San Diego County to be tested, and it drove up their numbers. And that's what pushed them over the top and gave Newsom the public option to do what he did to them. Um, why are they going to these lengths to inflate these numbers when we're going to drop dead? Because they want the fear factor. Okay. They, they just really enjoy watching people suffering. And... You know, there's an added thing. You can't go to your doctor and let's say you've got medication right now. They're really pulling off the people off of their medications. Some of them are very critical medications and mm -hmm. people are were already suffering. And this is under um, Precision Medicine, which started three years ago, um, 2016. That was a real pivotal year, I tell you. And um, so... It's, it's to get people fearful and, and to watch them suffer. And I, I don't understand that mindset, but I don't think evil, you know. It just, I don't, I have a hard time comprehending it. It doesn't, fit, it doesn't fit our logic. I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. That makes perfect sense. Um, Steve Quayle and I have had discussions about origins of evil. Um, you know, the Ooh, fallen angels coming and breeding with the birth women you. and so forth. Is there any evidence to suggest there's really different lines of humanity and they kind of line up from this division that we see in the book of Genesis? Like, are you talking... Um, in other words, like two different like, brands of human. And, and one of them has the origin from... You know the fallen angels breeding and so forth and the other is everybody else i'm just giving an example a broad example yes because um, i'm wondering if the sides don't line up today along the fallen angel offspring uh versus everybody else and this is really the ultimate spiritual battle I'm, I'm just speculating well i believe that that is part of what may be in the payload of um so I had this person come up to me at, at Branson a year ago, and he said that he was, he, he was in Egypt, or, you know, he lived in Egypt, mm -hmm. and they were, he had some information he wanted to get to Steve, and I did relay this information to Steve, that they were going to start repatriating the giants, and this had several different implications because the giants, as we most of us know, the Smithsonian has hidden them away. They're cloistered in places, you know, to erase any previous history that might have been that there were giants in the land. Well, now they are going to rep repatriate them. And since that conversation 
I've covered that story and sent stuff on to Steve that that they're going to play put back the giants from where they came. So when these giants were living in a time, this material that they're that the nanoparticle contains is the quantum dot and the hydrogel. It has the capability of self-healing and assembling. And so in the Bible in Revelation 13, it talks about and the and the beast comes to life. Um, and the image comes to life. So it has that capability that that so I am wondering myself if that they don't have the DNA of the fallen angels, the giants that they're collecting before they repatriate them. So it will do a couple different things. And then that goes into this nanoparticle that goes into us trying to contaminate our bodies so that the living God would not recognize us as his own. That's the bottom line of what this evil wants to do. It wants to separate us from God, you know, and make us unredeemable. But then the other part of it is once they have these giants all put back all over the earth, they are have this hydrogel quantum dot in the giants, and they are coming to life. So right outside your door, you might have a giant coming to life. And what are you going to do about it, you know? Um, Steve has ideas, copper bullets, you know, and some other things. Um, but they're very nasty creatures, and people should listen to Steve Quayle's ounce and also, um, oh, I can't think. Um, anyway, you should listen to some accounts on giants because you may well see those giants. But I do believe that it is in the nanoparticle. That is one of the manifestations of this sin bio that we is going being put into us right now. The aforementioned NSA agent I told you about that I've been friends with for 27 years um, has said pretty much what you just said. I just had a... I've got some chills going up and down my spine now because I, I heard this 27 years ago about what was coming. Uh, it's incredible. My next phone call is obviously going to be to Steve. Celeste, we're out of time, and it's it's so sad because I, I think there's so much to uncover, and I hope you'll agree to come back here in the near future as we continue to update this. And I'm going to bring Steve Quayle into our discussion here because uh, we don't have much time to get people right with God, and right now that might be our only option. But you are truly a blessing. Uh, to not just our country, but to humanity, and uh, continued uh, uh, safe walk for you, walking in the Lord. I really hope that uh, He watches over you and allows you to continue to share information with the rest of us. He did. He does, and it's my honor to do it. Uh, you know, I'm His handmaiden. He poured out His life for me, and it's my my time to pour my life out for Him. And so, it's my honor to do this. Beautifully said. Thanks so much for joining us, Celeste. Okay, so um, that was the latest um, that I was able to find, and that was um, more information than I had before. Um, and it's obviously not that great. Um, 
So I'll let you guys digest that and I'll be looking out. Uh, what happened is she had to hide uh, her information behind Dave Hodge's um, logo information. So I was um, lucky to catch it. Um, but she's not uh, openly posting anything unless it's in a guest form and you won't know who which guest he's having.